0: Welcome to the Next Steps of Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, reading from the One Year Chronological Bible, and today's reading is for July 22nd. Hezekiah's Sickness and Recovery, 2 Kings 20, 1-11, around 700 BC. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz, went to him and said, "'This is what the Lord says, "'Put your house in order, because you are going to die. "'You will not recover.'" Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Before Isaiah had left the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him. Go back and tell Hezekiah, the ruler of my people. This is what the Lord, the God of your father says. The God of your father, David says, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. On the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life and I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant, David. Then Hezekiah, Isaiah said, prepare a poultice of figs. They did so and applied it to the boil and he recovered. Hezekiah had asked Isaiah, what will be the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I will go up to the temple of the Lord on the third day from now? Isaiah answered, this is the Lord's sign to you that the Lord will do what he has promised. Shall the shadow go forward 10 steps or shall it go back 10 steps? It is a simple matter for the shadow to go forward 10 steps, said Hezekiah. Rather, have it go back 10 steps. Then the prophet Isaiah called on the Lord and the Lord made the shadow go back the 10 steps that had gone down on the stairway of Ahaz. Wow. Isaiah 38, one to eight. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz, went to him and said, This is what the Lord says. Put your house in order because you're going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Go and tell Hezekiah, this is what the Lord, the God of your father, David, says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life and I will deliver you in this city from the hand of the king of Assyria I will defend this city. This is the Lord's sign to you that the Lord will do what he has promised. I will make the shadow cast by the sun go back 10 steps. It has gone down on the stairway of Ahaz. So the sunlight went back the 10 steps. It had gone down. Second Chronicles 32, 24 to 31. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. He prayed to the Lord who answered him and gave him a miraculous sign. But Hezekiah's heart was proud and he did not respond to the kindness shown him. Therefore, the Lord's wrath was on him and on Judah and Jerusalem. Then Hezekiah repented of the pride of his heart, as did the people of Jerusalem. Therefore, the Lord's wrath did not come on them during the days of Hezekiah. Hezekiah had very great wealth and honor, and he made treasuries for his silver and gold and for his precious stones, spices, shields, and all kinds of valuables. He also made buildings to store the harvest of grain, new wine and olive oil. And he made stalls for various kinds of cattle and pens for flocks he built villages and acquired great numbers of flocks and herds, for God had given him very great riches. It was Hezekiah who blocked the upper outlet of the Gihon spring and channeled the water down to the west side of the city of David. He succeeded in everything he undertook, but when envoys were sent by the rulers of Babylon to ask him about the miraculous sign that occurred in the land, God left him to test him and to know everything that was in his heart. Hezekiah's poem of praise, Isaiah 38, 9-22. A writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, after his illness and recovery. I said, in the prime of my life, must I go through the gates of death and be robbed of the rest of my years? I said, I will not again see the Lord himself in the land of the living. No longer will I look on my fellow man or be with those who now dwell in this world. Like a shepherd's tent, my house has been pulled down and taken from me. Like a weaver, I've rolled up my life and he has cut me off from the loom day and night you made an end of me i waited patiently till dawn but like a lion he broke all my bones day and night you made an end of me i cried like a swift or thrush i moaned like a morning dove my eyes grew weak as i looked to the heavens i'm being threatened lord come to my aid but what can i say he has spoken to me and he himself has done this I will walk humbly all my years because of this anguish of my soul. Lord, by such things people live, and my spirit finds life in them too. You restored me to health and let me live. Surely it was for my benefit that I suffered such anguish. In your love you kept me from the pit of destruction. You have put all my sins behind your back. For the grave cannot praise you. Death cannot sing your praise. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. The living, the living, they praise you. As I am doing today, parents tell their children about your faithfulness. The Lord will save me and we will sing with stringed instruments all the days of our lives in the temple of the Lord. Isaiah had said, prepare a poultice of figs and apply it to the boil and he will recover. Hezekiah had asked, what will be the sign that I will go up to the temple of the Lord? Envoys from Babylon, 2 Kings 20, 12-19. At that time, Marduk Baladon, son of Baladon, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah letters and a gift, because he had heard of Hezekiah's illness. Hezekiah received the envoys and showed them all that was in his storehouses, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the fine olive oil, his armory and everything found among his treasuries. There was nothing in his palace or in all his kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to king Hezekiah and asked, What do those men say, and where did they come from? From a distant land, Hezekiah replied, they came from Babylon. The prophet asked, what did they see in your palace? They saw everything in my palace, Hezekiah said. There's nothing among my treasuries I did not show them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord. The time will surely come when everything in your palace and all that your predecessors have stored up until this day will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. And some of your descendants, your own flesh and blood, who will be born to you, will be taken away and they will become eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. The word of the Lord you have spoken is good, Hezekiah replied, for he thought, Were there not be peace and security in my lifetime? Isaiah 39, one to eight. At that time, Marduk, Baladon, son of Baladon, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah letters and a gift because he had heard of his illness and recovery. Hezekiah received the envoys gladly and showed them what was in his storehouses, the silver, the gold, the spices, the fine olive oil, his entire armory and everything found among his treasuries. There was nothing in his palace or in all his kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked, what did those men say and where did they come from? From a distant land, Hezekiah replied. They came to me from Babylon. The prophet asked, what did they see in your palace? They saw everything in my palace, Hezekiah said. There's nothing among my treasuries I did not show them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord Almighty. The time will surely come when everything in your palace and all that your predecessors have stored up until this day will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. And some of your descendants, your own flesh and blood, who will be born to you, will be taken away and they will come become eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. The word of the Lord you have spoken is good, Hezekiah replied, for he thought, there will be peace and security in my lifetime. And that's the end of the reading for july 22nd all right so in the previous reading you know hezekiah had an illness and god said you know i'm going to take your life you're going to die and hezekiah prayed had the right response and uh god through his prophet said okay i'm going to give you 15 more years and there's this miraculous sign to show that that's what was going to happen uh but now we come to uh to the story about his recovery and then um, hezekiah giving praise to god but then we have these envoys from babylon uh babylon saying hey we heard about your illness so glad you're well here's a gift can we come see your kingdom and he lets them in lets them see everything and then god through his prophet says hey by the way um this does not honor me and your people, including your own children, are going to be taken captive by Babylon. And we know that historically that was gonna happen soon after Hezekiah's death. But Hezekiah's response is just mind boggling to me and shows a little bit of where his heart was. His response is, well, will there not be peace and security in my lifetime? Like he knew God's promise, he knew that in his lifetime which was now less than 15 more years uh, left that he would have peace and security in his kingdom but he also now knows that that's not going to be true for his kingdom for all the people of God and for his own family in the years to come and yet this is what he's thinking and it sounds anyway it's very selfish It doesn't sound like someone who is uh, soft before God or is going to go to God and ask him to change his mind like he changed his mind about his illness. So what do we take away from this? Well, I guess what I look at is um, I've got to remember that this is not about uh, personal freedom or about um, health, physical health and prosperity and longevity. I think we can pray for all of those things. And I think we should see God's hand in them and his blessings of what he has done for us personally and for our families. And we pray for that for their future. But I think what we really got to pray for, what I've got to focus on, is the spiritual aspect of this. That God wants his people to respond to him. And at some point, yes, he's going to protect his people, but at some point he's also going to allow his people to be persecuted. And he's going to rescue his people uh, from the enemy in the end. And that's the end is what we're really looking at. The future with God in heaven is what we're really focused on and what we should be praying ultimately about. Because uh, although we want things to go well for us here in this country and our families and generations to come, we can pray for that. But we know ultimately that's not God's uh, goal. And so we need to make it, I need to make it, about the spiritual. So, Father, I pray today. Although, Lord, I would love to have a longer life to enjoy my children and grandchildren. And I would love for my children and grandchildren to have a safe, uh, blessing filled life uh, that goes beyond age expectations. But, Lord, I know that that's not your final will, I know that's not the most important thing. Father, my prayers that I will walk with you that my children and grandchildren will walk with you and be faithful to you. Father, knowing that you will deliver your people at just the right time and take us home to be with you. And in that, I trust and can live joyfully today. In Jesus' name, amen.